0: We begin and end today. Chapter thirty-three. The Altar Rebbe, it wants to bring us into a state of constant joy. Because when you have joy, you're alive. When you're down, feel weighted. You're not alive and you can't. Do what you got to do? You can't serve properly. You can't serve God, you can't serve your family, you can't serve your community. You can't even serve yourself properly. We need to have real joy. So we spoke about different levels of joy previously. And the alternative now adds to this. Um to this joy that we can have. Previously we spoke about that when you own your stuff, right, then and you fix whatever you need to fix, that itself is great joy to transform darkness into light, right? Then there was a joy in refocusing. Who are you till that point, till chapter um thirty-one, twenty twenty-nine and thirty. We were focused on fixing things in us, a dull heart, and the challenge that there is in looking in your negative, you know, the things that need to be fixed, and then that could bring you down. So then in 31, we brought, okay, you dealt with stuff. Now you have to identify with your true identity, the godly soul. And further, and that, that itself brings joy identifying with it and further that you can extricate it from its imprisonment of the body and every time that you do a mitzvah like we're doing now studying torah you actually release your soul from its imprisonment that awareness brings joy and now we continue with this another means the Altar Rebbe says of leading our soul to true joy specific and specific especially in specific times where you need to have this gladness of heart to illuminate your soul so the altar says we're going to go through a, the whole chapter here so it's a lengthy process please follow think deeply and picture in your mind that's interesting picture in your mind not 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 just like think about it but picture it in your mind about God's true unity. So consider the following, that God permeates all the worlds, higher worlds, lower worlds, God is imminent. In other words, He's here, not beyond. And yet at the same time, He's also beyond. He encompasses all the worlds. In other words, He's not merely defined by the imminence, He's also transcendent, encompassing all of the worlds. To, and furthermore, third point is that in his presence, there's no other reality but him. He was alone before he created the world in six days. And now too, he's also alone. In other words, he's the only real and true reality. We, and we learned this previously this concept that we can entertain in our minds and to wrap it around in our minds so we can get a, a, an experience of it to some degree. And that was that the letters of speech that God creates the world through his word, let there be light and, and the like, that that speech, before it is spoken, it is found in our intelligence and our Um, base emotions beyond any linguistic, beyond any language. It's beyond linguistic. It's totally absorbed and nullified there. There are no letters prior to them coming into my thought to think. But it, it emerges from there. So it's kind of, sort of, um, Nullified there. That's a metaphor. That that was in chapter 20, 21 that we uh, learned previously this concept. Elsewhere we have the metaphor, the analogy of the the rays of light from the sun. So when they emerge from the sun, they have a separateness. But as they are within the sun, they exist there. Propositive is that they emerge from there. So they have to be they're in the sun, but in the orb of the sun, they are nullified. You don't call it the rays of the light within the sun, it's just called the orb of the sun. Like the letters of speech, we don't call them speech yet while they are in the in bina vadas, the wisdom, understanding, and knowledge of our intelligence or in the base emotions. They're nullified there, as the rays of light are nullified in the sun you know it's just like you on a beautiful sunny day actually it's sunny out here you take out a candle that candle well it exists but it's kind of nullified in the ray of lights of the sun so th- that's the idea that you know it, it it has no kind of it's it's part and parcel of its source nullified in its source and what's that source the light of the ain't safe from god now if we contemplate this idea deeply right god's true unity that will bring in our heart a rejoice with this faith that the soul will be gladdened and rejoicing to the point that you're going to sing with all your heart soul and might that filling your mind with the experience of this closeness to God. Furthermore, says the alternative, this is the whole purpose of, of the individual, of the human being. The purpose of which it, he and she were created in all the worlds, higher or spiritual worlds, this physical world, that God should have a dwelling place in this world. Now, this, a person's faith in this. And the unity of God fulfills this goal. In other words, the unity is revealed in our mind and in our heart that we are an abode for God. Another metaphor to bring this out is how great would, and and here is the point of the joy to bring out, the joy of this idea that we are an abode for God, we ourselves, and actually the world, by extension. So that should bring joy. So the metaphor for that would be, imagine a commoner has a home, not the most beautiful home, you know, it's a commoner, not any wealthy individual. But um, for whatever reason, and it's a metaphor, the king wants to now dwell in his abode. He's coming to visit. Ooh. Think about it. I mean, you might get a little nervous because, you know, whoa, got to clean up. But forget about the the nervousness. I got to clean up and prepare, right? Even that would be, how would you feel? The King wants to come to me. Now, now we have a problem with this because you know there's no real sense of a king, powerful human king today, uh, maybe dictators, but not a king. But think about it. back in the day, King, King David wants to come. King Solomon wants to come and be in your home, dwell there, be with together with you. Wow. That would inspire joy, gladness of heart. How much more so and infinitely more so? The King of Kings, God, Hashem, wants to dwell together with me. Me and my world, my physical world. That's like, wow. And this is a prayer that the sages instituted that we say every day. Ashre Namatov Chalkeinu. How fortunate are we how good is our portion, how pleasant is our lot? how beautiful is our heritage. In other words, that we rejoice in the gladness and the immense fortune that falls to us by an inheritance, meaning no toil of ours, it's given to us. Similarly, how infinitely more so that we rejoice over the inheritance which our forefathers bequeathed us. What is that? The inheritance is the true unity of God. That nothing else exists but him alone. And I am nothing but an abode for that. When I'm aware of that, God's unity, that I am, I have that oneness with God. Wow. That I am an expression of that. Nothing more. This is the meaning of what the sages say in the Talmud that there are 613 mitzvahs were given to the Jewish people. Came Chabakuk prophet, and he said that all of them are really one mitzvah, single one. What's that? Faith, and that's what it means that it says the Chabakuk said a tzaddik A tzaddik lives by their faith. What does that mean? that all of the mitzvahs consist of this one idea of faith. And through that, all of the fulfillment of the 613 mitzvahs will be an outgrowth of that one mitzvah. Meaning, so what's that faith? The faith that we have, that God lives in us and through us. That I'm totally united and, 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 and bound and one with God. I'm not separate not just dwelling in my home he's dwelling through me and through me in the home called this world so that will bring great rejoicing to the heart when this faith God's unity in other words is the one thing that I need to be mindful of be aware of because when I rejoice in this one thing that I'm not separate, I'm united, perfectly with God, and I rejoice in that, that will give me the power to soar beyond any obstacles and hindrance that I have in my life, to fulfill the 613 things that God needs, His will, what He wants from me, whether those obstacles are from within or from without. Uh, this is the expression Yichye says that we'll live and we'll revive, in other words, resurrect, like resurrecting the dead, the soul revived with great joy. In other words, this, this revives my soul to know this, to be aware of this, that I am a, an abode for the divine. And this is a double and redouble joy. So, apart from the soul's joy of apprehending this nearness to God and how we dwell, we dwell together in me and through me with him, also, there's another double joy, and that is that this brings pleasure to God this faith that we have and that allows then that all of the negative forces will be subdued darkness will be transformed into light and there's no greater joy for God than transforming darkness into light And this is the meaning of the verse in Tehillim of Psalms: "Yismach Yisrael baYisav." Let Israel rejoice in its Maker. Note the expression "Maker," not "Creator." And then, hello, come in. Whoever is the seed of Israel ought to rejoice in the joy of God who is happy and joyous with his abode amongst the creatures, the low spheres, the level, actual, physical asiyah. So in the plural it says Ba'esav, meaning makers of the physical. Why plural? Because there's negative forces that need to be transformed into positive in darkness and needs to be transformed into light. So this is what we need to rejoice that we are an abode that we can transform through this one notion we can transform the world and make it into a dwelling place for God